0: get on in there, see what all the excitement is about. It's gonna be so much fun.
1: They say, who are you to take this ancient health system and make it modernized? Every day I get emails like that. And that is my reminder that I'm on the right path.
0: If you're a person who's looking to have more purpose in your life, if you're saying to yourself, I don't wanna just go to work, I wanna do my life's work, this is the show. This is the show, Don't Keep Your Day Job. How do you figure out how to take your passion and turn it into a profit? Thanks to Rothy's for supporting. Don't keep your day job. I love my Rothy's and I know you will too right now. Rothy's has an amazing deal for my listeners, free shipping and free returns and exchanges on your Rothy's shoe. And trust me, you will not return these go to rothys.com and enter code DreamJob to get your cute shoes and free shipping. Go get yourself a pair today. Rothy's.com promo code DreamJob. Get this deal while it lasts. Thanks to Skillshare for supporting Don't Keep Your Day Job. Skillshare is offering Don't Keep Your Day Job listeners a limited time offer of two months of Skillshare for just 99 cents. To sign up, you can go to Skillshare.com slash dreamjob. Again, go to Skillshare.com slash dreamjob to get two months of unlimited access of over 20,000 classes for just 99 cents. Thanks to Slack for supporting Don't Keep Your Day Job. Slack is a collaboration hub for work that makes sure the right people from your team are always in the loop and key information is always at their fingertips. Learn more at slack.com. Hey, guys, this is Kathy Heller. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job. I just want to start off by saying thank you. Really, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for showing up and just being you. You guys are the reason I do this podcast, and it means so much to me. You light this fire that makes me want to just keep doing this, keep sharing these incredible conversations, and keep having these conversations with these amazing souls. So, last week we had Jordan Harbinger on the show. We got so much great feedback from you guys about how much you loved it, and it was really eye opening. I think it's an amazing twist and perspective on how to be generous in order to be networking, how important it is to be thinking about what you can give. And then you don't have to worry about pitching yourself. You can just be creating relationships with people. So I'm really glad that you guys found that helpful. And I know you're going to love this week's episode just as much. Also, if you're enjoying these interviews, please go ahead and share it with a friend. If you're on your phone and you're listening, you can go down. Um, there's like three little dots on Apple Podcasts and you can click on the three dots and it will allow you to share it. It'll say, share this episode and you can text it to someone or you can send it to them on Facebook, instant messenger. Also, you guys can post about it on, on Instagram and I will always thank you. I am so appreciative of that. I hope that it inspires you. So go ahead and share it with your friends. It means so much to me. And you never know, maybe it'll inspire them and give them some new knowledge that you want. All right, so together we're gonna do this, right? We're gonna keep this momentum going and we're gonna help others also figure out what they really wanna do with their life and to figure out how to do their life's work so they can contribute whatever they were meant to do, whatever is their destiny, so that they can figure out how to take their DNA and land in the coordinates where they're supposed to be showing up doing their work in this world and ultimately i think that's how we all find true happiness okay so a few days ago i had the fortune of sitting down with this awesome woman her name is sahara rose and she is just such a beam of light such a breath of fresh air sahara is the best-selling author of the idiot's guide to ayurveda it's the number one best-selling ayurveda book worldwide she has been called a leading voice for the millennial generation into the new paradigm shift by none other than deepak chopra himself who wrote the forward to her books And, you know, that's just no big deal, right? Um, She also hosts the Highest Self podcast, which is a top-ranking podcast to help people awaken to their innate potential so they can share their gifts and fulfill their purpose on this planet. I think you guys would love her podcast. You'll love what she talks about on her show, like how to heal your own well-being, how to adapt to a life of abundance, just really inspiring and juicy advice that you guys will wanna hear. So definitely I recommend listening to her show and I'll be a guest on there sometime soon. So stay tuned for that. She's an absolute superstar, She's got a ton of gumption. She's got this energy that's so magnetic and powerful. I'm so excited that she's here. What's even more amazing is she's done everything she's done and she's only 27. So don't let age stand in the way. You're never too young. You're never too old. It's just about what you have to put out in the world. If it's valuable, if it's true, if it's genuine, it matters. All right. Before we bring on Sahara, let's say thanks to one of our sponsors. Are you guys ready to try on the most comfortable flats you've ever worn that you can wear all day, every day? Seriously, you're never gonna wanna take these off. I love my Rothy shoes they're comfortable, they're stylish. I love that they're made from recycled plastic water bottles. I'm always telling people this and they're like, "What?" And they're super super cute. Rothys is the everyday flat for life on the go. It's stylish, classic, comfortable and it comes in three fashionable styles: the flat, the point and the loafer. It's going to blow your mind truly that these are made from recycled plastic water bottles because they're the softest shoes you're going to put on your feet and you can feel good about wearing them. I love my Rothys and I know you will too. Right now Rothys has an amazing deal for my listeners. You can use code DREAMJOB to get free shipping. And and no minimum free shipping and free returns and exchanges on your Rothy's shoes. And trust me, you will not return them. Go to Rothys.com, R-O-T-H-Y-S.com and enter Dream Job to get your cute shoes and free shipping. It's a no-brainer. Shoes that are comfortable, stylish, and sustainable, and free shipping. Go get yourself a pair today. Rothys.com promo code DreamJob. Get this deal while it lasts. Guys, please remember to support our sponsors because they help us keep this show free for you. Plus, they have awesome products and services and discounts for you because they love this show as much as you do. So please Check them out now here's my conversation with the one and only Sahara Rose. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, I'm so grateful to have you here in my home right now., oh, it smells so good in here. You can see the ocean from here. um it's cool we get to meet up in person, yes, and there's so much I want to know about you, so I'm so excited to do this interview personally because I want to like really dive in. So I want to start off by telling people a little bit about who you are and your story, and then we're gonna get into. The wisdom that you've been teaching all about Ayurvedic medicine and healing. So let's just first start with you and your story and how you even got into that.
1: Yeah. So, m- first of all, my name is Sahara Rose. And I think that most people who get into any sort of healing or personal development type topic needed it themselves. So, that's where my journey began. Um, when I was a kid, I was really overweight. I had really bad asthma. I was a junk food addict. I would not listen to, you know, my mom's like Persian food and stews. And I really wanted to fit into. So, okay the Western society. I didn't speak any English. So I started to drink the Kool-Aid. And as soon as I started drinking the Kool-Aid, I started to get more sick, stay outside more. And um, the doctors always said, you're just born with asthma. You're just born with this problem. And no one ever put the pieces together that the foods I ate impact how I feel. So when I was in middle school, I really wanted to lose weight. And I looked up in Cosmo magazine, which is the most trusted source of information for middle schoolers. (laughs) And I saw it said that um, Jennifer Aniston has her great body from doing hot yoga. So I was like, if Rachel from friends looks like that from hot yoga, sign me up. I don't even know what hot yoga is. So I asked my mom to drop me off to a hot yoga class after school. And I was so embarrassed to tell my friends because I thought it was like some weird, like old people exercise. And I went in there and it was so hot and everyone was doing some choreography. And I was like, what's going on? But for the first time, I felt my body and not trying to run away from it. Mm. or to punish it just going into my body so i start practicing every day and i start reading books what what is yoga what are the vedas who who are the people who created this start reading deepak chopra start going down the spiritual path And this continued and continued. I began traveling and doing NGO work and really going deep into just looking at not only yoga, but this entire conscious lifestyle and awareness. And that continued until college. I started volunteering in India a lot. I was teaching health and sanitation in the slums. And at that point, I became so healthy that I became a raw vegan. So as I was doing that, I noticed that I started to lose a lot of weight. I'd brush my hair and my hair was all coming out. And I didn't get my period, a few months, a year, two years, no period. My digestion was so bad, yeah, that every time I ate, I would literally like curl up in a ball on the floor because I was in so much pain. So I went to gastroenterologists, endocrinologists, everything. I couldn't sleep at night. I had really bad insomnia. I had anxiety. My bones would all get injured all the time. So like my body was just shutting this down every which way. And no one knew the answer. The gynecologist said, just take birth control. That'll make your period come back at least for now. And and then I was like, well, if I'm not getting my period, then that means I'm not fertile. I'm 21 years old. She's like, well, we can do IVF for you when it's time. Again, like everyone is really off. Yeah. And everyone's just giving me another IBS medication, but no one is taking the time to really go in and see what's going on. So because I was in India, I decided I'm just going to visit an ayurvedic doctor. I thought it was like some sort of like astrological, like psychic, weird thing. So, I wasn't really taking it seriously. I'm a very like logic, science BU Boston person. So, I'm like, let's just see what she has to say. And the moment she saw me, she's like, "Beta," which means daughter, "You too pretty to never have baby." And I didn't tell her anything but she knew that i was infertile when i was 21 years old Crazy. and She took my pulse, looked at my tongue and basically said I was at risk of premature Alzheimer's and osteoporosis because my body had shut down. I had gone through menopause when I was 21 years old and the cause were the foods I was eating. I created this problem because I thought I was being the healthiest person ever eating salads and smoothies and kale chips and this and that. But actually for my body type, which we'll talk about as a vata, those are the wrong foods for my body. So I asked her, well, what do I do? How do I fix this? And the list of foods she gave me were basically just drink a bunch of ghee clarified butter and eat all these spices and basically eat like Indian food for the rest of your life. I was like, okay, I'll try. But every time I would drink the ghee, I'd feel so sick. And there were so many spices and You know, I couldn't continue this when I went back to the U.S. So I so longed to create something that followed these Ayurvedic guidelines, but still worked for today's time. And I also wanted to make sense of this. Does is this based in science? You know, how can I prove that this stuff really works? So I went on my quest, infusing modern nutritional science with Ayurveda, looking at the studies. Okay, we see serotonin 70% in the gut. How does that translate with what Ayurveda is saying? Finding there is all this research that brings these two together, Mm. but it's something people don't talk about. And as soon as I started putting these things into action in my own way, not a traditional ancient Indian way, but taking the best of that and the best of today, I started to feel better, not just physically, but mentally. And my personality shifted. And I was always someone who was really like, I'd start a lot of projects and not finish them. I was scattered brained or confused. And as soon as I changed my diet and my body, that changed. and I became focused and instantly I knew I need to write a book about this. So I just started writing. I had never met an author, didn't know anything about the book writing process, Eventually, Penguin Random House hired me to write Idiot's Guide to Ayurveda, which is the best-selling Ayurveda book globally. And my new book, Eat, Feel Fresh, is the recipes that saved my life. So that's basically my
0: story. It's amazing. Thank you. I mean, it's fascinating. It's, it's mind-blowing how you were literally getting sick, but you were so young, and it was almost like you were called to be where you are. God, the universe, whatever you want to call it, it's the same source, was like, hey, yes. Sahara, we need you over here. So we're going to make this super clear. exactly. And then I want to talk a little bit about Ayurvedic because you're here. But what this particular show is about is the grand quest of being in alignment with who you are and doing your work. And so that's really meaty because you took the initiative you went forward even though you didn't have a phd in this you didn't have uh, an author you know title next to your name you didn't even know what you were doing and of course you show up the doors open and you have the best selling book in this field mm-hmm. tell me about that process of being in india and you said things like i wasn't sure where i was i would have projects that i didn't finish i felt lost cut to you're writing a best selling book speaking, teaching, affecting people around the world. Let's talk about that process and how you think you did that and what people could maybe learn from that.
1: Mm -hmm. The interesting thing is these two subjects of Ayurveda and the entrepreneurial process are totally interconnected. And that's what I've really, when I've dived into Ayurveda, I'm like, wow, this is not just about food and health and wellness. This is the idea creation process. So in Ayurveda, there are three doshas, three energy types, vata, air, pitta, fire, and kapha, earth. If you look at a business or an idea, it moves through these three elements. The first is the air. It's the idea. It's the, huh, what if I wrote a book on this subject? What would that look like? Well, people wouldn't read it. I don't know. And then you're kind of dancing with the idea going back and forth. And it's up in the clouds. In in the chakra, as we would say, it's still in the crown chakra. It hasn't fully come into your body. It's in the akasha. It's in this layer above us where all ideas exist. Infinite source of ideas, but it's up to us if we want to take action on them. So the idea of this book began in the clouds, essentially, it was air. But when you start to think about it, you move it through the chakras, you move it through the doshas, you start to think, well, maybe I am the right person to do this book. Well, if it's not me, then who would it be? And people aren't coming into this subject with my perspective. And yes, there are Ayurvedic old male doctors who've been doing this for whatever, generations, but they don't have the same experience that I've had. So you actually begin to start to see yourself in this idea. And then that continues to move to the throat chakra, which is you start speaking it and you start expressing it. And maybe you start to share with your friend, hey, what if I wrote this book? What do you think? Or maybe you just journal it because sometimes you can say things to people prematurely. And if that person is not a good support system, they may shoot it down. And that may be just what you needed to get you off that path. So you start to vocalize it in some way or expression. And then the heart chakra, you feel into it. Wow, this really could be my book. What would it feel like to, you know, see my book on the shelves of Barnes and Nobles? Like that was what was pushing me through. I want people to go to a bookstore who are confused. They've tried all these diets. Their bodies aren't working. They don't know what's going on. They're not going to move to India and do all this shit that I'm doing. I want something there on the shelves for them to pick up, and it's going to open up this whole new world for them. I just want to be that entry drug into this world and put it in today's words. So I start to really feel into that. What what would that feel like? And then the solar plexus, how can I embody that? What are the steps I need to take? Okay, let's think backwards. There's the book. It's at Barnes and Nobles. I'm really loving it. What do I need to do? okay you have to have a literary agent. How do you get a literary agent? You have to write a book proposal. How do you write a book proposal? Let me Google all the ways to write a book proposal. (laughs) And you start to work backwards, right? Then you have the book proposal. I actually wrote the book before. So when I was giving it to literary agents, I had a completed book, which I think made the world of a difference because it's one thing to have that idea again in the clouds and say, I have an idea for the greatest book ever, but you've never written a book before. They don't know what your writing skills are like. They don't know. Writing a book is so hard. They don't know if you can really execute on that. If you come forth with like, I have this book done I'm willing to edit it however you want but here I can do it I actually got it edited graphic design like it was a book ready to go which I never ended up publishing but it got me the deal got it and then the sacral chakra is you start to experience the the pleasure of it the love because sometimes with the solar plexus and with the pitta the fire dosha it turns into work, work 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 and that's where a lot of us get stuck. We get so stuck into the next goal. How am I going to monetize this? How am I going to do this? And that is a good thing to get you going. But if you stay there, you lose the whole point and so the So then substance how do you get to it. the next one? So the sacral chakra is, okay, you get your literary agent is starting to work. It's starting to do this. You have to keep remember your why. You have to keep remember why am I doing this? Because it can turn into that exact thing you were trying to run away from right? A lot of people go into entrepreneurship because they're trying to escape their nine to fives. They create their nine to fives in their entrepreneurial jobs. So you have to keep bringing in that sacral, that enjoyment, the creativity, the excitement, the playfulness of it. And that's what keeps it fresh, just like a relationship. And then the root chakra is you birth it and it has its own legs and it creates its own movement. You know, There are hundreds of Ayurvedic practitioners out there just because they read my book and that inspires me more than anything crazy crazy because now they're practitioners and they're teaching more people so that you know a teacher teaches teachers and that should be everyone's end goal it shouldn't be that you're the go-to it should be that you create other go-to's and that is the dosha and that's the kapha dosha at the bottom so you can look at anything in life like this
0: this is amazing (laughs) i love my job you know You have these moments where there's like a pinprick in your brain and it opens to something you haven't seen before and your whole body feels like (gasps) tingly because you're like, I love everything this person is saying. That's how I felt. So when you started to work on this book Mm -hmm. and write it and have the confidence to reach out to people, this is where people get really stuck with imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. Who am I to write this book? I didn't go to Harvard Medical School. The Dalai Lama is not my father. Like, I mean, there's a million things that people would say. Why would I write this book? But you kept going. Tell me about imposter syndrome. Tell me how you had the courage to put out the work.
1: Yeah. So I think we wait for this moment that we are fearless. You know, that moment that I don't give a shit anymore. I'm just going to go for it. (laughs) I I don't care what other people say. If you didn't care what other people said, you would be an inhumane person. Yeah. It is normal to care. It is normal to be hurt. So normal. And that's never going to change, guys. The anxiety, it doesn't go away. You become better at dealing with it. That's what happens. You realize, you know, I got rejected by, I think, 29 different publishers. It's not like Penguin was like the first one and it just happened. No, I sent the book out. I got declined by literary agents. I got declined by everyone. You know, you're too, every voice I had in my head was echoed back to me from them. You are too young. You're not educated enough. You don't know what you're talking about. Why would we pick you? You don't have a big enough social media following, blah, 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 blah. All of the things. This is so
0: good that you're saying this out loud.
1: Right. And that brought up all of my own shit. And then I realized, well, okay, who are the people out there who are writing books? Are they this these perfect pinnacles of humans. No, they moved through that. They figured out a way they figured out, you know, a friend of mine, he calls it the third door. It's like, you sneak sneaking through the back and you get in through the third door. And that's essentially, yeah, yeah. I love <laughs> everyone listening is like, we know him. Okay, <laughs> perfect. Yeah. But that's so what it is. I'll give the example. So Deepak Chopra wrote the forward of both of my books and he's who I started reading when I was 12 years old, was not connected by him. Do not have a mutual friend. Do not have anything. I was at a conference and he was not supposed to be there. And in my mind, I was thinking, oh, this is such a boring conference. The only thing that can make right now really exciting is if Deepak Chopra walks on stage. And right before lunch, they're like, oh, and here's our sponsor, Deepak Chopra. And instantly I knew this is probably the only chance I'm going to see this person in my whole life in person. If I don't go for it right now, stop it! I'm yes, How- you walked, walked up to him. Ever? No, I walked through a crowd of a thousand people. I walked onto stage, <laughs> onto stage. I didn't even have a ticket for this conference. <laughs> I walked onto the stage. I'm standing next to him. He's talking to someone. I'm like, I'm just gonna like I look don't around and hear the words until, that you're saying. Like, yeah, this is insane. Until he's done talking to this person, I don't. I- my book wasn't even out, and then he looks over at me like. Like, who are you? And I'm like, hi, Mr. Chopra. I'm a huge fan of your work. I like start just going on this thing about how much I love his work. And then I'm like, I'd love to send you a PDF. I didn't have the book. I'd love to send you a PDF of my book to take a look at. And um, you really inspired it. He gives me his email. And, you know, I thought, wow, this is the pinnacle. I have Deepak Chopra's email address. But then when I sink into it, I'm like, what do I really want? If I could have anything on this earth, what would it be? A forward by Deepak Chopra. So I set that intention. I emailed him the PDF and I told him like, I would love for you to review it and I would be so honored to have a quote from you. So he responds and he says, yes, I'd love to write a quote for you. So then I was like, oh my God, I now suddenly have a quote for Deep October from my book, but I still had the note for a forward. So this is like a crazy story. Um, had that forward in my head, but like, how do you ask a stranger for a forward? You can't. That's like the most personal thing ever. And I remember I was crossing the street. I was in New York City at the time, and this homeless man I hear from the back as I'm crossing the street, he's like, Can someone help me cross the street? A voice came into my head as like, Sahara, you say you're a good person, help this person out. So I go back, and I'm like, Hey, I'd love to help you across the street. So he takes my hand. I can still smell him right now at this time. And we cross the street and I'm like, so where are you going? He's like, do you mind walking me two blocks down to the subway? I was like, okay, whatever. Sure. We start talking and I'm like, what do you do? He's like, oh, I'm a doctor of physics. And I remember thinking, wow, I would have never assumed that this homeless looking smelly person that I was going to ignore is a doctor in physics with incredible insight. So I put him in the subway. I'm walking. I open up my phone. Deepak sends me an email. Hey, I'd love to hop on the phone with you. Pick up the phone. Let's meet in San Diego tomorrow. I have a lot of ideas for us to do together. I was going back to LA the next day and meet with him even. in San Diego, I can't even. and he says he wants to write the foreword of my book, and he wants to do a challenge together, and have me join his whole Chopra team. And I truly believe that that was a test from the universe, saying because Deepak is a physicist—that's what he does—and the universe was showing me my whole body. You- <laughs> is I don't know what to say, but the universe was showing me: Are you going to look up to someone that is, you know? could potentially be wasting your time or homeless or smelly or all of the things that you look down upon with the same esteem and love as you do this famous author. And the fact that I said yes, and the fact that I paid him as much attention and respect that he deserved as I did Deepak, who are both physicists, is truly what made it happen. So I think When you want something in your life, it's not how you only act towards that one thing, but it's how you act in all areas of your life.
0: It's crazy. (laughs) I mean, that is incredible that not only did you do it, because most people miss those moments all the time, mm -hmm. but then you had the insight to know how important that moment was. Mm -hmm. And now you're telling that to other people.
1: Yeah. So, you know, we do this all the time. You see someone at a party, you see someone at an event. Oh, should I say hi? They're
0: busy. They're talking to someone else. Like, just go for it. And the kindness there, you know, it's like amazing. And also the fact that you walked on stage to talk to him, that is not an easy thing to do. It's so amazing. All right, before we keep going, let's take a quick ad break and we'll be right back. Skillshare is an online learning platform with over 20,000 classes in business, marketing, entrepreneurship, technology, and more. Whether you're trying to deepen your professional skill set, start a side hustle, or build your own business, Skillshare will keep you learning in 2018 and beyond. You guys, I love Skillshare. I just took a class on Instagram hacks. By the way, you guys can follow me at Kathy.Heller. And already I bookmarked a few other classes like Instagram ads, Instagram challenges. So if Instagram is not your thing, you can take classes on other things like making YouTube videos or branding, or you can take classes on freelancing, you name it, they've got it. So whether you're trying to deepen your professional skill set, start a side hustle, or just explore a new passion, Skillshare is there to keep you learning and thriving. I find that in my downtime, I like to learn stuff and it just keeps me feeling like this whole thing about work, it's like a fun game. And I just wanna keep learning and being productive. And there's so much here that you can dive into and it's just gonna fuel you and energize you highly recommend it. So join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare today with a special offer just for my listeners. Get two months of Skillshare for just 99 cents. That's right. Skillshare is offering don't keep your day job listeners two months of unlimited access to over 20,000 classes for just 99 cents. And to sign up, you go to Skillshare.com slash dream job. Again, go to Skillshare.com slash dream job to start your two months. Now that's Skillshare.com slash dream job. So at that point, your book comes out and you know, I've been watching you on social media and your podcast, and it's—they're it, both such incredible platforms. And people are so there with you. What are the things that you're doing or that you're tapping into from a mindset perspective, from a practical perspective, that you think are sort of the seeds of what's making your footprint so successful? Your podcast, your Instagram, everything you're saying—it's sort of resonating. Mm-hmm. What are what are some of those components? Do you think?
1: Yeah, I mean we could look at it from a big picture or like a small picture. From a big picture, I'm using the doshas in everything that I do. Every if I'm listening to my podcast, I'm like, Ooh, I've been really pit on my podcast. They've been really like feisty, go get it, motivational, Gary V style." So, maybe I've been showing up like this in my life a lot recently. And you know, during the spring season I was like really like on the go and pushing out programs and doing all these things. And then I had this sort of like sinking into my coffee, the earth energy, which is like, what am I doing to really fill up my cup? How am I nourishing myself? How do I want to move forward? And then from that, you know, I went to Bali for a few weeks. I was writing on my next book. I got engaged. That just put me even deeper into like the more feminine energy of, you know, not being gone the go, gone the go. But like, like love and focusing on what really matters and when you sink into that place naturally the idea sparks so I'm looking at my life like the doshas and that keeps me in balance and mm. I think it's more than the feminine and masculine which a lot of people talk about but I really see it as the air the creativity the pitta the action and the kapha then reevaluation. Mm-hmm. so that's sort of like on the macro on the micro I think one I'm talking about something that no one else talks about you know Ayurveda is not a subject that a lot of people are blogging or podcasting or writing about. So I think that in this day and age, the more niche you can get, the better. Because when you're niche about, yeah, because when you're niche about something, for example, let's say I had a thyroid problem, right? Am I going to go to the health coach that's like, I can heal everyone with every problem, come to me. Or am I going to go to the thyroid expert? But someone may have told the, the person who wants to be a thyroid expert, who are you? You're not a doctor. You're not this. You're not that. That's too niche. You're not going to find enough clients like that. But you will find the right clients. So I think be as niche as you can. If you want to talk about wellness, like go into what type of wellness. You want to talk about business. Who, which type of business people, right. like what stage of their business are they well, at? What they are they doing? Know their on tribe. And I believe your tribe is a version of you because you can't coach someone that you've never been right if if you're let's say A 50-year-old salesman who's like trying to work his way up in corporate America, I'm not the right coach for you. You're probably not going to resonate with my message, and I'm not going to know all of the nitty-gritty insights that are in your sphere. So I think being authentically yourself, you find people that are also on your same vibration, and those are the people that you can connect to. Mm -hmm. A lot of us, we use the mind a lot of like, who do I want to target? What does it look like? If you just be you, it's going to show up naturally. So be niche, be authentic, be yourself, be consistent, Mm -hmm. put up, you know, people focus so much on the content has to look like this, has to look like that. Well, if it's taking you a week to create it, it's not worth it. True. Keep showing up. Who are you going to follow? The blogger that does one amazing blog post every six months or the person that's showing up every
0: week? Yeah. Love that. So I struggle with that balance of the feminine energy when I'm in that pizza like role so often yeah. and I wonder sometimes if women intuitively sense that that might be something that's challenging mm-hmm. and so they don't know how that will be balanced and so they sit it out mm-hmm. and I'm wondering what um what wisdom you might have learned in your own journey so far how to you know be such a rock star in what you're doing and then also You know how to, you know, see your fiance as a king and give him that feeling of admiration and men need so much for women to let them know that they can um, they can take care of them, that they need them in Mm -hmm. some way that we don't have it all together and we're fine without them. Right. Mm -hmm. So how do you think you've been able to do
1: that? Honestly, passive income is how I've done that. Because when I was coaching one-on-one all the time, I was so burnt out on trying to heal other people that I didn't have time to cook. I didn't have time to do the things. I was like, you guys should meal prep and this and that. And I'm going to order takeout because I don't have time. So passive income is what allowed me the time for I can make my money while I'm sleeping. It doesn't mean I'm when people say it doesn't mean I'm just sleeping all the time, you're still working and you're creating (laughs) systems. So that is one way, which is obviously like, well, how do I do that? That's a whole other conversation we can have. But from a interpersonal perspective, I would say one, the feminine does not necessarily mean you're like, doting on the man and you need this, you need that. feminine is also a very strong energy. True. If you look at the woman in her most feminine, she's birthing, you know, she's giving birth and she's wild and she's a warrior. She's protecting her kids. Like that is also feminine energy. So I like to call it more Kafa energy, more earthy energy, because that takes the gender out of it. Mm-hmm. Both men and women can experience mm-hmm. this. So if you feel you've stepped away from your Kafa, the earthy, the groundedness, you have to look at what you've been evaluating as most important in your life right now. Most of the time when we aren't cooking or spending time in nature, da, 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 it's because we haven't placed that on top of our priorities. So I think taking that step back, looking at, okay, how am I really spending my time right now? Is this where I want to be going? Like even right before you came, I wrote on a piece of paper because I was given this big opportunity to speak on a stage in front of 3000 people in Dallas. And it was like this big opportunity. And at first I was like, yeah, I'm going to do it. But then when I really sunk into it, how does that make me feel? Well, if I feel fearful, then I was like, move through the fear. But actually the energy that was pushing me through was the I want to do it to prove that I can.
0: Oh, that's totally And that good. Understand is coming that.
1: from the ego. So I think a lot of us, we think fearlessness means saying yes to everything that comes mm-hmm. our way. But I think sinking into the femininity is knowing what to say yes to. It doesn't mean that you're going to pass up good opportunities, it means you're going to know which ones are right from you yeah. and then say yes to the right ones. So you're able to create the space for everything else that matters. So if you want to, you know, go to the beach, sometimes you want to make tinctures, you want to go gardening, you want to pick flowers, and that's important to you. That should be just as important to you as making money, as going to the gym, as everything yeah.
0: else. It's really just just reminding yourself that this is what matters, yes, absolutely that makes a lot of sense. Uh, there's so many things every time you mention something, I'm like, "Oh, I have three more questions, but I do want to make sure that we get to a little piece of the Ayurvedic wisdom, and so one of the things that's right on the cover of your book, it talks about how you know this book is a time tested approach to health and well being so We've talked a little bit about food and you have a cookbook coming out. Yeah. And so people will be able to get some really specific practical things that they can eat. But let's talk about the well-being part. How does Ayurveda and Ayurvedic medicine and Ayurvedic, the way that you look at the world through that lens, how does that affect your well-being? And what might be one thing that people could try on? Mm-hmm. So for those of you
1: who are like, what is Ayurveda? They keep talking about. So Ayurveda is the world's oldest health system. And it originated in ancient India over 5,000 years ago. And it's the sister science of yoga. So most of us, when we practice yoga, we are going to get more flexible, get more balance, help with our anxiety, help with our backache, et cetera. But actually, it's Ayurveda that we are practicing. Dry brushing, oil pulling, all these practices that are kind of like buzzing and trending, that's all Ayurveda. Herbology comes from Ayurveda. Chinese medicine comes from Ayurveda. Macrobiotics comes from Ayurveda. Surgery comes from Ayurveda. So it is the first ever health system that looked holistically at the mind and body and how they are interconnected. So that's what Ayurveda is and really kind of like the... Non and ghee, the bread and butter of Ayurveda is to look at these three doshas, these three energy types, and seeing them in all things, the vata, the air, the pitta, the fire, the kapha, the earth. So we are each born with a natural constitution. So you may have been born primarily vata, secondarily pitta, lastly kapha. So that's your DNA. But in your life, you may you know, go on an extreme diet. You may gain a lot of weight. You may be really stressed out. All these things happen to you. So your doshas fall out of balance. So the practice of Ayurveda is to know what your natural doshic constitution is, your prakriti, what your vikriti is, the current one that you have right now, so you can bring them back into mm. balance. So
0: beautiful. I feel like everyone's trying to get off sugar. Everyone's trying to lose weight. Everyone's talking about keto. What's one piece of wisdom you could offer to people to, to be in their best shape What do you think is one thing to maybe think about doing?
1: Yeah. So gaining weight is a result of excess earth. So when we have a lot of earth in our body, we store, we store emotions, we store other people's energies, we store fat. So if you are noticing you're gaining weight, we'll look at how are you taking on other people's emotions? Are you the empath that's sitting and listening to everyone else and not speaking your own truth? Because that's going to be related to the weight gain, especially if it's in the hips, thighs, lower body, because that's grounding you. So we want to counterbalance that earth with more of the other two doshas. We want more air, trying new things, going out of your comfort zone, traveling, getting out of your zone, moving fast, spinning, exercising, running, as well as airy foods, more leafy greens, more berries, more foods that naturally grow in the spring. And you need more fire, more ambition, more you know, strength training, more power yoga, things that are going to bring your fire up, as well as fiery foods. So more spices, cayenne pepper, ginger, turmeric, etc. And you want to stay away from the earthy foods, foods that are cold, oily, damp. So if you look at dairy products, sugar, breads, excess fats, you know, keto diet does not work. If you are a kapha, what you need for your plate of vegetables essentially like brussels sprouts, asparagus, kale. You don't want to do raw because your digestive system is is cold. So you want to do something that's like steamed or lightly sauteed with just a little bit of oil or even some water sauteing. Lots of leafy greens and doing a sort of protein that is easy for you to digest. So if you're vegan, vegetarian, something like chickpeas or um lentils etc we recommend soaking them so they're easier to digest and if you're not for a kafa you could do like a white fish or chicken but you don't want to be doing like lamb or something that's going to be heavy so look at for example a fish a fish is floating a fish is airy a fish is light and then look at a cow's energy it's like heavy dull so look at the energies of everything you're eating and bring in more vata air
0: pitta fire it's fascinating I can't wait to dig into more of this, but let's say a quick thanks to another sponsor. Thanks for Slack for supporting Don't Keep Your Day Job. Slack is a collaboration hub for work, whatever work you do. With Slack, the right people in your team are kept in the loop and the information they need is always at their fingertips. Teamwork on Slack happens in channels. It lets you organize conversations and information around projects, offices, and teams. And because everything you need to work on is in one place, it's faster and easier to get things done. With Slack, your team is better connected. You can find out more about this at slack.com. I use Slack every single day with my team and I absolutely love it. I don't have to search through emails or through these systems to look for just one particular message. Slack allows you to organize your team with real-time messaging, video or voice calls, group file sharing, and searchable archives all in one easy to use app. Drag and drop file sharing that works with all the apps you already use like Salesforce, Zendesk, and Google Drive. Plus with mobile apps for iOS and Android that sync seamlessly, you can always pick up where you left off no matter where you are. Slack, where work happens. Learn more at slack.com. That's slack.com. It's interesting how often I find that people equate being spiritual with not needing money. Mm-hmm. She just rolled her eyes. I'm like, I get, fired. I get pissed about this subject.
1: I know <laughs> what I wanted to go into this.
0: Because the way that you said making passive income, as opposed to, you know, how do I balance? Because I meditate. Because let's be real. Right. (laughs) And this is part of why you are so successful, because you are very authentic and honest. So I want you to give us some empowerment around why being spiritual is not mutually exclusive with having money and how money... um, maybe to you is clearly something that you welcome into your life or else you wouldn't have it. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about that and how you were able to move through that. Cause that's a block that a lot of people have. For
1: sure. I remember I was in India like five years ago, I was on new years and we were all setting intentions and everyone's was like, you know, they were mostly coming from like corporate American stuff. And they're like, I want to be more in my feminine, this, that. I was like, I want to be more in my masculine. Like I want to make money. They were like, what? Because I was so sick of not being able to go to a yoga teacher training if I want, not being able to do this massage, not being able to order what I want at the raw vegan restaurant. All like making money is not so you can have a Lamborghini and you know a yacht and a private jet. Living a simple and organic life requires money, okay? You're not going to be able to live this abundant free spiritual life if you don't have money in the bank. You're going to be stuck thinking about money all the time. So if you don't want to think about money, you need to be making money. That's a good line. That will free you from just that burden, which we all carry every single day. Yeah. You're not able to help people. You're not able to give back the lofty goals that spiritual people have. If you, How are you going to empower women all around the world when you are not empowered? Female empowerment comes from females having money in their pockets. Why do females depend on men? Because men are paying for their lives. Money is energy. It's like saying, oh, I don't want energy. No, don't bring energy over here. Energy is evil. Money is just a magnifying glass of who you are. If you are a guilty, shitty, evil person who just, you know, is super greedy, money is just going to make you more of that. And if you're an abundant, spiritual, full of light person, it's just going to make you more of that. You know, you can eradicate malaria or you can, you know, become a dictator. You can choose your side. Money is just going to allow you to exponentially grow. It's going to allow you to do the things in your business you don't want to do. You know, my business took so long to grow at the beginning because I was not making money, which means I was not creating value. Mm -hmm. I was putting all this content, but was I really putting out value? Because when you're putting out value, people want to pay you for it. They say, wow, this is something that I wish I had and this is worth it. You could be putting out a lot of blog posts and a lot of free content, but it's not value until there is a transaction and it's not going to be perceived as that from that person. They're not going to even take what you say truly seriously. So I had to realize that for me to live this fullest, whatever life I want to live, whether it's spiritual or not, money needs to be a part of it. Now, I started with the coaching and trading my time for dollars. And though I was coaching great things, you know, I was repeating myself 10 times a day totally, over and over and over again. And it made me, first of all, check out during the consultations (sighs) and feel like a broken record. And then I would get really frustrated because I was putting all this time and energy into trying to help these people. And a lot of them didn't really want to be helped. You know, if anyone's a coach or anything, you see sometimes people don't want to be helped. Sometimes they just want you to sit and listen and hold their hand and keep repeating the same thing. And there are people that love to do that. So I realized that I'm wasting my time and there are other people who'd love to be doing what I'm doing. So I'm actually hurting both parties involved and all of the potential people to be involved. So you really have to look at money as this tool to really get you to where you want to be going. And if you think money doesn't buy happiness or money's the root of all evil or whatever your money story is, I'm sorry, you, you either never, never had money or you're just lying to yourself. Because for example, I was just in Bali. This is your next book. <laughs> no, I'm writing a book on Ayurvedic entrepreneurship right now and, and the doshas relationships with money as well. But for example, I was just in Bali and I stayed at this incredible hotel like up in the jungle and it was so beautiful. Last time I was in Bali four years ago, I didn't even know places like this existed. It was just not in my periphery. I was staying, you know, I I had a great time. I stayed in this Indonesian person's house and it was very, very simple. But like, for example, I got dengue fever and I didn't have medicine to heal it. So I just like slept for like a week hoping it would go away. Things like that make such a difference. It opens, I'm able to see life from a perspective that I never thought possible. But it happened not just because I shifted my mindset around money, but then I took action on it. Because then a lot of people are like, yeah, I love money. Money comes freely through me. Yes, those affirmations are great. But then I went into how does a market funnel work? How does online sales work? What is SEO? What is is this? How do I get my followers and turn them into clients? And before I was like, oh, this stuff feels icky and gross and I don't want to do that. But it allowed me to see how these things work. Again, take the best of what I want from it and then apply my own take. So I do believe it is valuable for everyone to learn about business and sales and marketing, even from a traditional perspective that feels old school for you. But the only way we're going to make it new paradigm is if we go in and we change it. Right.
0: I mean, all of the people that any of us have been inspired by, we only get to appreciate and enjoy what they have to teach because they figured out how to get it to us and they figured out how to make a living at it so that they would do that full time and be able to keep expanding how much they could spend putting out their energy into teaching that to us. And so of course, like, Deepak Chopra, like he clearly figured that out so that you could be reading his book. Yeah, he, he could have conference. stayed to
1: be a, just a regular doctor and in his free time, you know, wrote one book and no one would have ever heard of That's him. That's correct. The fact is, if it's a hobby, it's going to remain part-time and eventually get crowded out because most of us, we aren't consistent enough with our hobbies. It starts as a hobby, but you need to make an effort to try to make this into so a sustainable thing. So what was the main thing?
0: thing that really started to become passive income for you that allowed you to serve, to get your wisdom out? What was, what was the main channel in which you started to Trade your value for dollars. What was the main thing?
1: Yeah. So from coaching, I started to create my first program, which is still running. It's called the Eat Right for Your Mind Body Type Program. Online course. It's an online course. An online is course. It evergreen um, or are you? It, it is it? evergreen. Okay. Yeah. So it's like a bunch of videos and grocery shopping lists and basically everything that I was saying and repeating. I just recorded myself. Fantastic. I did not hire. I did not have money, so I did not hire anyone. It's literally me on my camera on my iMac talking. You know, sometimes it would get dark and I would be like dark by the end of the video, but (laughs) it doesn't matter. People want the knowledge. They don't need all the fluff and all the stuff that we pay attention to. So I just started doing that, creating PDFs, like, you know, hiring graphic designers so it looked nicer, just doing things like that. That first course took me a year to make, which it didn't need to because I was so overthinking and over, you know, most people don't end up looking at all of the content because there's so much content in there. And it's 12 weeks, which now I never create 12 week programs because it's too long of a period of time. So that was the first program that I did. But even before I launched that, I was spending so much time launching that, that I decided to run a live program, which was my Killing Your Candida program, which was four live webinars. And I priced it low. It was uh, $99 for the whole four weeks. And every week it was a live webinar that they could tune in. And I would email, there was no platform. It was all through email. And I would send them the um, meal plan and stuff connected to that. And I remember I got, like four I don't know 40 something people to buy it so I was like oh my god I just made four thousand dollars like I would have had to sign so many clients and do so many hours of work just to do that and actually people loved it because the live motivated them to show up yes Yes. and when it's evergreen they sign up and they don't end up doing it and you may say well that's not my problem if they don't end up doing it well then they're not going to tell their friends about it that's right and they're not going to become your advocates that's right so the fact that it was live they showed up for it they loved it they told their friends and then I started to see wow live Five small period of time programs yep. that have clear call to actions. This is just for candida;
0: those work really well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that's what you've been doing is growing those online programs and doing your podcast. And when did you start your podcast? I started my podcast last June, and quickly that just grew. It was
1: featured in like Yoga Journal, like a month or two months after I launched as like top seven podcasts. And again. I didn't even have this like cool uh, microphone we're using now. I literally went on Amazon, typed in microphone, ordered the first one. I fearless been using that the whole time just until recently. But again, I just kept showing up. Like I would be at home and I'd have a thought and I'd say, "Okay, instead of me thinking this thought in my head, let me just speak it (laughs) out loud. Go do it and see what happens. Yeah. And see what happens. And then those
0: episodes that are just me free flowing always do the best. Crazy town. I totally can relate to so much of this. So you started a little over a year ago and how many downloads of your podcast are you up to? It's like a million a month. A million a month? Yeah. Is anyone hearing this? <laughs> so you have 12 million downloads of your podcast? No, no, it, it,
1: it's now a million. It didn't start like that. So again, it was like slow, slow, slow. But again, I also put out a lot of content. Like You do it once s- a week? No, like two to four times a week. So I'm putting out a lot of content out there and I think that that motivates people and also gets you more downloads because it's more episodes out, but I don't like, I actually never listen to any of my episodes. I just put them out there and then instead of listening and rethinking, Oh, did I say this right? I'm on to the next one. So I have that attitude in everything I do. I'm done writing this book. Let's fin- Let's start the next one. And I just keep going and going. When's and your going. birthday? January 14th. I'm a Capricorn.
0: Wow, super creative person. Yeah. There's a mixture of this incredible empathy and this, like, let's go. You have, like, both of those. Um, so I'm not surprised that you're such an effective teacher. And you're only 27 years old. Yes. It's really, really impressive. It's amazing. Like, you. can't believe where you're going to be when you're 37. It's really exciting. Um, I feel like people ultimately, the biggest thing is... Um, We don't think we're enough. Mm -hmm. We don't think there's room for us, even Mm -hmm. if we were enough. What do you want to say to that? You
1: know, I have a lot of haters, a lot of haters. They say, who are you to take this ancient health system and make it modernized all the time? Every day I get emails like that. And that is my reminder that I'm on the right path. Because if I wasn't and My I job, wasn't getting those was big and I wasn't getting those emails, then I'm not changing the game. And there are traditionalists and there are trailblazers. And if you want to be a trailblazer, you better be pushing some people's buttons. Love it.
0: Okay. Where can we find you?
1: Everything is I So I recommend going on my website to start and taking the dosha quiz. And that will allow you to see what your dosha constitution is in your mind and in your body. I separate the results. Take it one time as you are now, take it another time as you were growing up. So you can see the difference and you'll see where your imbalance is right there. And I have tons of PDFs and eBooks and resources. My um, book, Idiot's Guide to Ayurveda is a really good entry point into all things Ayurveda, mind, body, spirit, and eat, feel fresh is my new book, which is a cookbook, which takes Ayurvedic concepts. But how do we add this to Italian food and Thai food and Vietnamese food and Brazilian food? And what are the things in Ayurveda that need to change? And how can I cook when I have 20 minutes at the end of the day and I just want to make this shit simple? So that's who this book is for. I love it.
0: Thank you for everything that you just shared. Oh, you're welcome. It was incredibly inspiring. And and I can't wait to have you on my podcast right now on Highest Self Podcast. Awesome. All right. Thank you so much, Sahara. Of course. All right. How amazing was that? Okay. So here are some of my key takeaways. Number one, remember your why and bring in the enjoyment, the creativity, the playfulness. Don't get stuck in the work, work, work mode. Number two, your fear, your anxiety. That won't change, but you can change how you deal with it. Number three, when you want something, it's not how you act towards that one thing. It's how you act in all areas of your life. Number four, go as niche as you can. Number five, your tribe is a version of you. Be authentically yourself because that's who they connect to. Number six, be consistent even if it's not perfect. Number seven, know when to say yes create space for what matters. Number eight, money is energy. It won't change you. It's just a magnifying glass of who you already are. Number nine, you can't just put out content. You have to put out value. Number 10, take the best of what you want, then put your own spin on it. And number 11, there are traditionalists and trailblazers. If you want to be a trailblazer, you better be pushing people's buttons. All right, you guys, when I left Sahara's place, we recorded at her place in Santa Monica, I was like, mind blown. I'm like, this is just yet another incredible heroic human being who said, Yeah, I don't have a PhD. No, I don't have an MD. No, I'm not 47 years old with a ton of life experience, but I have something that is true for me. I have something that I know is valuable because it changed the course of my life and I want to share it with other people. And she heard no from 29 publishers and she just kept going. And that story about her sitting in that auditorium and then walking up to speak to Deepak Chopra and walking up onto a stage and just... She didn't know where that strength came from. She just said, I don't know if I'm ever gonna see this person again and I want him to read my book and she went for it. And then what I'm always struck by, I walked away from her place and I was like, you know, it's amazing because we used to live in a time where people thought, okay, in order for me to be successful, I either have to work for someone else or I have to create this huge, incredible business or I have to be lucky enough to make some you know, new invention, or I just have something go viral. It's just by happenstance. you know. I, I post something and it goes viral. Listen to me. That is not the only way to do it. There's a whole new path. Now that the whole world is basically sitting on the other side of your smartphone, on the other side of that laptop, whatever you wanna create, whether you love knitting or you love pie, or you wanna talk about Ayurveda, or you wanna do hand lettering, You can find an audience and you can create valuable things that they want. You can share information. You can teach them things. You can sell them things. You can create community. It's so different. It's not Beyonce or nothing. I want you to really see this. And that's why I love bringing on people like Sahara. She's another example of someone like Amy Tangerine, like Jordan Harbinger, like all these people who just decided to say, What if I just started putting it out there, what I have, and I started to be consistent and I start to just go directly to a segment of the population who connects with me and who is interested in what I'm interested in. And then guess what? You don't have to know all these people's names. Most people don't probably know the name Jordan Harbinger, Amy Tangerine, or Sahara Rose. It doesn't matter, right? It doesn't matter because they're making an incredible living because they found their tribe. You just need to find your tribe. So in, in a way, if you can start to see this, it's a major shift. You don't have to take on the world. It's so doable and there is room for you. There is so much room for you. So I hope that this was inspiring and I hope that you got a lot from this and I hope that you will use this moment right now of feeling inspired and decide to go do something about it. Now, I'm going to be at the Hudson Theater in Los Angeles for two full days with amazing panelists. We're going to do one-on-one sessions for you guys so you can meet with a mentor and get some feedback on your ideas. It's going to be amazing networking. There's going to be mastermind discussions. There's going to be time for Q&As and pitch sessions. It's October 4th and 5th at the Hudson Theater. There's still spots available. We've been selling a bunch of the seats, but there's still spots available. The last event that we did was amazing. We had multiple people come from Australia, Vancouver, around the world, South America, all over the States. It was incredible energy. People left feeling so ready to rip it open, so empowered. I'd love to see you guys. If you want, you can get a 30% discount discount you can use the code dreamjob30 at checkout you can get more information in the show notes here or you can get more information at don't keep day job.com backslash workshop come and be a part of this. By the way, I'm going to be giving away two free tickets on my Instagram this week. So go ahead and follow me at Kathy.Heller, C-A-T-H-Y.H-E-L-L-E-R. All you have to do is be following that Instagram. I'll be giving away two free tickets this week to this event. It's going to be super, super fun. I hope to see you guys there. It's going to be amazing. All right. This week's listener wins are super awesome. So Ruby messaged me on Instagram and she said, I launched my website today. Your podcast has really helped me get over the what if everyone thinks this is stupid feeling. And I am a confident lady and super experienced and still thought about calling the whole thing off to go work at a bank. Ha, she says, I didn't. And so many people have said how much they love it. Thank you a million for putting your stuff out there so I can feel good about putting my stuff out there too. Yes, Ruby, you're a rock star. Thank you so much for sharing this. This means the world to me. I love that you just got out of your own way and said, so what if no one likes this? And you kept going. That is amazing. So Ruby makes these super cute wallets and you can find them at rubyasata.com, R-U-B-Y-A-S-S-A-T-A.com. Thank you, Ruby, for your note. Okay, there's another win, which I'm very excited about. So one of our listeners, Jessica Jake, was featured on Chris Guillebeau's Side Hustle School. Jessica, this is super cool. I love your story. I love what you're doing. You guys, she sells these cool mini foam rollers at wristroller.com, R-I-S-T, roller.com. You have to go check them out. And her episode on Side Hustle School is episode 584. It's titled, Mini Foam Roller Works Out the Kinks. It's an awesome episode. Also, make sure you subscribe to Side Hustle School because Chris Guillebeau is a friend of mine. He's doing amazing work. We had him on the podcast back in January and I was a keynote speaker at his World Domination Summit. He's an outstanding person, seriously one of my favorite human beings on the planet and I'm so glad he featured you, Jessica, on his show. So I know there's so much good stuff out there you guys are doing and we wanna celebrate you. So share it, come to our Facebook group or you can find me at kathy.heller on Instagram. I read and respond to every single one of my DMs and I'd be happy to follow you back and see what you're up to. Thank you guys for listening to the show. I love you. I know that you're incredible. And I know that you come here because you want that push. You want to be reminded that this thing that you've been wanting to do, it is worthy of being done. And I want to remind you to go ahead and put it out there because there are no extras. God doesn't make extras. If you're here, it's because you have a perspective and a voice and something inside of you that needs to be shared. And it might take being a little messy and trying this thing and then trying this thing in order to be led to exactly where you need to be. But I promise if you have the courage to just start with whatever's coming up for you right now, you will be led to where you're supposed to be. I hope that you guys continue to step forward towards that thing that fulfills you. Remember, we just have this one wild and precious life. So let's use this time to do what lights us up. You don't have to be an expert. You don't have to be a PhD. You are enough. If you love the show, please do us a big favor. Share it with someone. Go ahead, share it with someone right now or post about it on your Instagram. It truly means the world to me. If you haven't left us an iTunes review, go ahead and do that because it helps us climb the iTunes chart, which really changes things for us and helps us a ton. I hope you guys have an awesome week and I'll talk to you guys soon. The podcast is a production of Authentic. For more info on advertising in this show, visit AuthenticShows.com.
2: I've got a new pair of wings to do incredible things. I'm ready for my big adventure. This is my moment to treasure. I've got a new pair of wings. Here I go. I'm gonna fly away. Look at the clouds. お疲れ様でした<音楽>